Well, hey there, dead and lovely listeners. It's the brand newest installment of the podcast that you're listening to right now. Why it's dead and lovely here with the host of the most. It's me, your Vaseline KY covered buddy, Uncle Ben. <laughs> and me, your guy who's got a fist going from his anus through his mouth, Hollywood Steve. <laughs> Squelchy Wood Steve. Squelchy Wood Steve. Wood Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're all dolled up for you guys today because we are talking about Society. Mm-hmm, that's right. It's an Italian, Italian. film. Right. Society. Uh-huh. You know? It's, it's a about of the old country. It's about a type of pasta that we don't get here. It's shaped like, uh, I don't know, a sea anemone. Oh, it's totally different. Yeah. You know? And if you, if you make a food with it, it's totally different than using some other noodle shape. Oh, absolutely, shape, yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, but there are certain kinds of noodle shapes you should use for certain purposes. Oh, absolutely. It is true. Oh, for You're sure. You're not interchangeable. For sure. I mean, listen, when people make a mac and cheese with penne pasta, and I know mm-hmm. some of you just did this. This is coming out after Thanksgiving. Some yeah. of you just did mm-hmm. this. And guess what? It's fine. It's but fine. But you messed up. You done yeah, fucked you blew up. It. You blew it. You done blew it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's totally, several totally agree, other man. pasta shapes that work fine, but penne just doesn't do it. What if you just went total rogue wild card for Thanksgiving and you showed up with like like goddamn linguine mac and cheese <laughs> and just pissed everybody <laughs> off? It's yeah. just weird. Yeah. You're just cutting it into big squares. It's just fucking <laughs> Who wants some? <laughs> Who wants a big Ugh. square of fucking goop? That would be so unappealing. It really does sound bad, but I bet it would taste it good. Bad. I bet it would taste Dang. good. If it's done oh, well, yeah, you could would. make it fine. But I don't well, maybe not. I don't know. L- listen, this is the premium mac and cheese recipe podcast. Yeah. That obviously. we got going mm-hmm. on out here. We call it Max and Cheese, because we're two Max. That's mac a, and cheesely. That's that's a mm. slang word from the '90s, meaning that we yeah. we are, uh, uh, women find us attractive. I love how you started doing these recaps on the show yeah. because, like, because mm-hmm. of our burgeoning fourteen-year-old yeah, yeah. listening yes. audience, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> like last time you were like tool time as a reference to home improvement. I think you'd be surprised how much of the stuff we reference needs to be explained. To thirty-year-olds, <laughs> no, yes, no, yeah, <laughs> dude, I was homeschool. <laughs> I know what point. we're talking about. That's a good. I point. know what we're talking about. Yeah. Come on, yeah, even the homeschooler knows what we're talking about. So catch up. Yeah, you damn right. <laughs> if you want to get straight to the society talk, uh, there's a timestamp for you in the podcast description. Before we do that, we're going to do our usual catch up, chin wag, preview, palace shenanigans, and all of that jazz, dude. I'll tell you what. I hope that you guys can appreciate that I'm going full zombified for this horror podcast. Yeah. I am a zombie right now. Yeah. I uh, I haven't had a fucking regular ass night's sleep in, I think, about five days or so, which I know anybody that's listening to this is like newborn kids. is like, oh, you poor fucking thing. Right. <laughs> um, I know. I am also a huge baby about <laughs> losing sleep, man. I have been just sleeping like shit. Listen, y'all with newborn kids and stuff, I don't know how you fucking do it. I don't know. Dude, yeah. like, the idea of not sleeping well uh-uh. several nights Can't in a row it. and then also being asked to take care of a helpless human oh, being. Oh, yeah. No way. And I drop screaming. it down the steps. They just love to scream. Yeah, oh, I, God, I know. No, I, I also, I don't know if it's it's something in the air, uh, and it would have to be in a lot of air to get uh, coast to coast here, 
But I've also been having a lot of sleep issues this week. Just having a lot of hey, trouble listen. getting to sleep. It could be could be something to do with them chemtrails. I seen some chemtrails oh, above my place the other day. Okay, yeah, they're out again with those chemtrails. That's probably mm-hmm. what it is. That's you seen some? Uh, yeah, I, I think I saw one and it had a big, like, it, it was carrying one of those signs, you know, behind it. And it said, Biden did this. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing if one of these days, like Bill Gates remarried and he remarried some woman named Kim Trails? <laughs> I would love that. All the conspiracy theorists would be like, I knew it. That- I ain't even hiding it no more. He's married to Kim Trails. <laughs> Kim Trails. I love this. This is a great idea. Bill, get at us. <laughs> we have ideas. <laughs> Man, like I've been sleeping really good lately, but this all got kick started last week when our, our little our little furry man, Turkey, here mm-hmm. at the house, our little boy, he ate something funky off the streets or something. He had some some bad old turkey tummy time for a couple uh-huh. of days there. So I was up at all hours of the night letting him out. And you know, I live in the city, so that yeah. means putting on clothes, yeah, putting the leash right. on, wandering around the city. Uh, letting this dog uh, spray shit all over the sidewalk uh, at all hours of the night. So that kind of got me sleeping bad a few times. And then I had a tummy ache. I got oh. a sympathetic tummy ache. Aww. And uh, then I, I think since then, I've just kind of forgotten how to do it. How do you do it? Do you start with the oh. eyes open? Yeah, that's what I like to do. I like to do eyes open, uh, feet in the air. Uh, feet in the air. Yeah, Should yeah, I yeah. say still or wiggle? Wiggle a lot. Don't okay. stop moving. See, I've been wiggling yeah. a lot, so yeah. I should maybe I'll try wiggling around more yeah. with my eyes mm-hmm. wide open tonight. Yeah, eyes <laughs> wide open, wiggling around a lot, and just if you can get get into Kate's face, like real close with your eyes wide open while you wriggle. Oh, okay, that's yeah. a great idea. Keep That'll, my wife up too. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So she'll sleep better. She'll sleep better because of that happening, and also like probably she'll scream real loud, which will make you tired somehow yeah, yeah yeah oh man i hear a scream i got right to sleep yeah <laughs> don't we all i'll try all those man i'll try all <laughs> dude i'm like i'm desperate i think i'm gonna take like uh like two benadryl uh a melatonin i'll probably uh smoke weed out of my butt good call like, i'm gonna do it all <laughs> the butt weed smoke idea i is it your your butt chugging weed here? Is yeah, that, I'm gonna okay. butt chug weed. Mm. Okay, okay. I was yeah. wondering. Yeah. So is this is this a, a new thing that you're hearing about? Uh, oh that yeah, the kids dude. are doing. Okay, totally. But, Let me explain vaping. it to all the kids. <laughs> it's weed through your butt. Weed you through your butt. The best yeah, way. Yeah, man. Uh huh. That's right. Also got my damn old uh, flu shot and my COVID booster today. So. I just got all kinds of fucking things flowing through my body and veins right yeah. now. I think I'm going to give it some company and crack open a co-beer. That That's way I can get call. everything good and that is good, good in the company. Call. Be like, hey, hey, microchips that I just put in my body, tracking mechanisms and microphones. It's party time. Let's get you all drunk. Get yourself a beer in you. I don't yeah. let nobody in me unless they had a beer in them first. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on, Bill Gates. <laughs> get a beer in you if you want to get into bed. I'm having myself a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. That's not a bad call. I like me a Sierra Nevada. They, they tend to fuck. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. What about you? You been doing some sleeping and waking this week? You been doing both of those? <laughs> I, you know what? I I tried to just do, like, I woke, and then I tried to wake again. Like, double woke. Didn't wake. Mm, oh, man. Double woke, double broke. That was double your mistake, woke, brother. Double woke, don't wake. 
Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, no, I've been, I've been, I've been sleeping. I've, I've been uh, 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 waking. All that stuff. Just Whoa. pasteurized some wine last night. It's looking pretty tasty. Gonna be Damn. trying that out in about a week. Uh, other than that, yeah, just been uh, chillaxing. Took a whole bunch of mushrooms last night. That was fun. How'd that go? That's some of them legal Portland mushrooms, ain't they? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, kind of. <laughs> okay. All right. uh, technically, no, it is not illegal here in Portland. Uh, nice. <laughs> so it, it's hard. It's it's not exactly to the level of like medical marijuana or anything where you can easily get it still. But yeah, yeah, not yeah. okay. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, well, you can't buy them, but you can have them. Wink, yeah. wink, 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 wink. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I so, still never shroomed before, man. How'd that go for you? It's fun. They were they were pretty mild. We we had a great time though. We just uh, uh, sat around goofing, having a good time, watching over the garden wall. That was a good oh, choice. God. Yeah, so good. I almost restarted that the other day, dude. Yeah, I, I get it. You should. I mean, watching it again, I think it was the third time I've watched it. It's it's great, and it's just a, a great time. So, yeah. yeah. If I had a dollar for every time we have played or sung potatoes and molasses in this household over the yeah. past few months, awesome. a rich man I would be. I'd be a member of society, <laughs> even. <laughs> and I couldn't do this podcast because I'd be shunned. together. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, it's weird. Yeah. So good, man. Yeah, I need to try me a shroom sometime. That's Absolutely. one of those things that I think the biggest thing that's put me off about it right now is I know a lot of people get the throw uppy when they do it. Oh, well, you know, um, uh, it's it, we've come a long way, baby. We we ate shroom chocolates. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think mostly uh, people get throw up because of the texture and taste of mushrooms. I love mushrooms. Well, the psilocybin mushrooms are not, they're dried. Um, you're, you're not eating fresh, delicious mushrooms. And also, they taste a lot like dirt. I'd put them on pizza. Hey, yeah, people do that. Yeah, you put them in stuff, etc. cetera. Uh, or just, you know, uh, uh, you put them in chocolate. grind them up, put them in chocolate or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, we had them in chocolates. It was, it was a fun time. And the chocolate was great, too. So, Hell yeah, d- nice. double plus. So that's, that's what we've been up to this week. What about you? Man, not a lot. It's actually not been that many days since we recorded the last podcast. Our schedule's been kind of funky lately. So about all that I have done is work on some tunes, work on some video stuff, attend a lovely Friendsgiving with some dear buddies, and Mm -hmm. I've watched just a thing or two, man. We watched a Sinbad comedy special that Uh was on the Netflix right now. What's called Afros and Bell Bottoms. Now, it's from, I think, late 80s, early 90s, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's fucking hilarious. Of course it is. It's Sinbad. Yeah, he's, he's very funny. Dude, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd ever watched any of his stand-up. I think i just like oh, seen okay. him in movies and shit, but legit hilarious. And this sounds like such a fucking prudish boomer thing to say but it was only like hours after we watched it i realized like i laughed my ass off at that and it was clean like dude Hmm. didn't even need to you know resort to anything nasty (laughs) to keep me in stitches i mean there's reason for that it's because if uh you could put together a good uh tight clean five minutes in la throughout the 80s you could get a sitcom Oh, the old type five. Yeah. I've heard about this. So, yeah. I mean, uh, 
I think he he definitely elevated it. He's he's very good. Somebody he's got a great energy. He's very very funny guy. Yeah, that, I loved oh, yeah. that special as a kid. It was one of my faves. Uh, so funny, man. But not not to the level of like Eddie Murphy's specials or whatever, where he's dirty as shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's hysterical, yeah. right? But that yeah. might be because I was a kid and it was like tee dirty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> rewatching them now, I might be like, eh, Sinbad's is more refined. I don't. I don't know though. Only one way to find out, man. Yeah, I have to check them out. Yeah, we've been watching a bunch of Thanksgiving specials. We're recording this the week of Turkey Day, so we've been yep. watching through all the all the Friends Thanksgiving specials, uh-huh. uh, which we're suckers for, and all the Bob's Burgers ones, which are the the actual best, dude. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure, and I know I've probably said it every year on the show. The Bob's Burgers Thanksgiving episode where Bob has to go rescue Gail out in the snow. Yes. That's probably the best Thanksgiving episode of anything of all time. <laughs> it's right? so good. It is so good. Yeah. I I love, I mean, I don't love Gail, but I love Gail, the character. Oh, uh, dude. Just, she's the best. Also, I would never want to hang no, out with somebody like her at ever. All. <laughs> but Megan Mullally's killing it because that, that character is still so funny, even though you're like, God, this would suck oh to be around God. her. <laughs> Exhausting. Yeah. So good, man. And uh, Kate and I went and saw that new Eli R- Eli Roth. Is that Eli I say that Roth. right? Am I pronouncing it right? Uh-huh. Eli Roth. Uh, <laughs> a new Eli Roth movie, Thanksgiving, which we did a mini-sode on the other day. Uh-huh. God damn it. It is so fucking good, dude. Cool. I hate that it really only came out like a week before Thanksgiving. People should have been enjoying this movie all month long. It mm. is so fucking good, dude. And I'm not like an Eli Roth guy. Like, yeah. I'm honestly kind of neutral about him because I actually haven't seen that many of his movies. Right. Like I've not seen Hostel, Green Inferno, like a lot of those, those really well-known ones. So I'm actually pretty neutral about the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was fan-fucking-tastic. You okay. really need to see it. All right. I'll check it out. I'm interested. I mean, I remember the original uh, fake trailer. Uh, yeah. That was cool. So, yeah, I'm definitely interested. You'll like it a lot, man. That's okay. about all that I've had time to do, man. It's been a pretty busy one and uh, fixing to coast into a uh, pretty chill Thanksgiving, I think, with my wife's family. I uh, Knocking on wood right now, hopefully it will be more chill than last year's, which is when Kate's mom had so- shoulder surgery the day before <laughs> <Right>. Thanksgiving. <laughs> so she was just totally drugged and zonked on the couch. And uh, Kate's dad cut off his fingertips on a mandolin slice of potatoes. Cut his fingertips clean off. Blood everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. So I think it should be more chill than that. What is that guard for on the mandolin? You know, just throw that away. You don't need it. Uh -uh. (laughs) What do you, what? You don't want to go see your favorite ER nurse? Of course you do. (laughs) Of course you do. Yeah, no, we've, uh, we've watched some, some fun stuff. Uh, We've been watching an unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Because we finished 30 Rock, and Anna was like, I wish there was more 30 Rock. And I was like, there kind of is. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, uh, as well as that, we watched The House Bunny, um, hmm. which is from like 2008. It's Anna Ferris, uh, Emma Stone, Kat Dennings. Uh, oh, cast, damn. Yeah, yeah. It's really fun. I had a blast with it. I thought it was really fun, funny. Anna Ferris is so funny and then like her and emma stone are really good together you can tell they're having a blast so i i I think like if you never saw house bunny i i never did i I don't know why uh i think i had seen like stills from it or like gifts from Mm -hmm. it but i had never like i didn't know anything about it uh it's funny very funny had a fun time with it it's like an hour and a half so that's 
<laughs> like perfect time for a comedy, I think. Hell uh, yeah. We also watched, uh, 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 what you call it, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. I don't know the last time I saw that. That's probably been college years, man. How's that one hold up? Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, not really. Yeah, it's definitely got some like real good stuff about like race and whatnot. I feel like like I, I think they're really addressing a lot of like race issues throughout without like being overt um, in a way that I guess the the stoners of of the mid two thousands. Could easily that's because like, that was a four woke and a four Biden, right, Steve. Right, uh-huh. that's why. <laughs> um, and yeah, there, there's definitely like still funny parts, and then there's other parts where it's like, eh, I don't know. Um, okay, it's I, I mean I don't know though. I I still the parts that are funny are, are very funny for sure. Um, so that's there's that definitely. Uh, All right. Also watched. Uh, as I said, over the garden wall, and a movie called City of Ember, which mm. is it was a young adult novel series. It's basically like uh, dystopian Harry Potter without any magic. Okay, um, so it. I mean, I'm sure the books are more interesting, but the movie itself. Um, even with Sir Sharonin and, and Bill Murray and, and several other people in the cast, uh, it, it, it's just a really predictable, not very interesting flick, which not selling me on it. Yeah. Yeah. kind of, kind of, it sucks that, you know, it, it seems like there were uh, like Anna said she had read the novels and that they were, you know, way different, more like. Uh, Deep had some depth to it, and they just kind of cut that out of the movie, mm. which is not not the way to go if you're trying to please your fans. And if you're not trying yeah. to please your fans, the, then you're trying to please people who don't know anything. And I feel like watching it, it was like, well, if as a person who doesn't know about these novels, this just feels like Harry Potter reskinned. Which, well, and the problem is too is then it it probably doesn't make you want to read the books either. No, so it's just like, absolutely well, fuck not. This whole thing, I don't get yeah. why anybody likes it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You, you got to kind of when you're doing an adaptation, you got to kind of think about well, I got to please the audience that knows these, but I also need to please people who have no idea what these are and maybe make yeah. them want to read the book so that they'll want more sequels. Um, mm-hmm. That's and, right, man. Yeah, they fa- they failed at that. This. <laughs> Um, Speaking of which, I need to read that new Hunger Game. I want to check that out. I want to give it a shot. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I like the Hunger Games. I mean, I I have not read the books. I just know the concepts, uh, and it's anti-capitalist. So, yay. Go Hunger Games. Books are pretty good. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. cool. Books are pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. On uh, on on Friday night, we watched Subspecies on the Screaming Chat over there on Dixord. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I didn't really pay much attention. Was making food, but now which one was it? Subspecies. Is it about a, a race of aliens that are also sandwiches? Because that'd be awesome, huh? I did. Sub. You know what? Maybe I missed that. Maybe somebody who did pay attention to the whole movie can chime in here. I think it's possible that is what was happening. Yeah, that there were there were some hints that perhaps these these vampires were also part submarine sandwich. No garlic. Oh. <laughs> I'll bet they can do a crossover flick with the Gabagoolies, too, right? Yeah, but I bet they have to be real careful about crossing over each other, as it would be two sandwiches making a cross, which would kill them instantly. 
Okay, yeah, it might repel them, like, huh? <laughs> Ooh, difficult, interesting, high stakes. Yeah, I want, I want that. Let's let's get that going. We're gonna get make that going this already. <laughs> Got to crowdfund this one. Yeah. Uh, also on uh, Sunday, I just decided, hey, what if we just watched a, a fun movie? So we watched Vampires vs. the Bronx over there on the ice so cream Sunday, and it was a fun time. As, as uh, always, I mean, uh, just like this uh, movie we're talking about today, uh, message is pretty clear, pretty overt. Yeah, all these yeah, uh, pretty overt. Yeah, white people, developers coming in and <laughs> buying up all the property in an area and driving out the people who have ties there. Terrible, it sucks. Uh, we don't want that, and it's bad. And they're vampiric. Vampiric. And it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. The movie definitely is fun too, because you know the kids are all, uh, you know, doing a good job with their characters. But you also got that kid with the ghost shirt, which went over well in the chat. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> that's fun, man. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty good week of watching right there. Yeah, yeah. We had a fun time. Man, I was thinking about it earlier. So I was talking with somebody about, you know, how many great horror flicks came out last year. You know, X, Pearl, Barbarian, Bones and All. Like, there was some really killer shit that came out last year. 2023? Less so, huh? Hmm. Like, I don't know that I've seen a ton of, like, in-theaters horror stuff that really blew my mind to the level of, you know, Barbarian or X. It's been hmm. a bit softer year. There's been some cool stuff yeah. released on streaming, and there's still some things I need to watch. Yeah. Um, like uh, When Evil Lurks. I need to check that one out. I've heard that one's really sick. Okay, yeah. That, that one's on one of the streamers. Yeah, I haven't watched that yeah. one yet. Yeah, I'm I'm looking through movies that have come out this year, and I think... Yeah, I think I agree with you. I hadn't really thought you know, about it. There's not been a stellar year for horror. No, but there's there's been a lot of... There's been a lot of horror movies for sure. <laughs> Just, yeah, there's yeah. been a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, there's there's not a, a a lot of standouts, a lot of great movies. You know, people definitely liked Talk to Me uh, an awful lot. And okay, yeah, okay, I I, I I totally stand corrected. Talk to Me was really good. I like yeah. Talk to Me a lot. Yeah, but again, like that's not. Yeah, you're right. It's not on the same level, but uh, that's okay. I mean, I think maybe a writer's strike and a Screen Actors Guild strike. Might oh, okay. Have you to know do what? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. usually horror flicks are turned around pretty quick. So yeah, yeah. We we are probably feeling the effects of that. You are correct. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think uh, maybe next year. Yeah, maybe maybe the end of next year we'll see a lot of good stuff. But also like stuff like uh, we we know Ty West's uh, Maxine should be coming. Uh, yeah, either, that's right. You know, er, early to to mid next year. So. That's cool. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, you're right, though. I, I, I hadn't really considered it, but yeah, looking back on the whole year, not a lot of standouts. Kind of yeah. Right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, at least we can always count on the 80s to bring us some really ridiculous <laughs> shit to talk about, like society, the subject of today's show. And I think before we start breaking this uh, very normal movie down, right. how about we just enter into the preview palace here for a little potpourri palace action welcome to the preview palace Ooh, potpourri potpourri edition society waits for you god i am fucking zombified dude my brain is (laughs) running on like one cylinder you know (laughs) 
I'll give it another swing later. Yeah, we couldn't really decide on like one particular topic to talk about uh, for this movie because there's just there's just a lot of things about it. It was kind of hard to zone in on one. So times like these are great to enter into a potpourri palace and cover a myriad of topics yeah. related to this film. Now, Steve, this film, what we are talking about today. It's got one hell of a society in it. In fact, they're a secret society. They're a secret society. They're giving you candy to fix your sore throat. That's secret right. Society. It seems like you got a sore throat. Here's a cherry lozenge. That's right. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Don't tell anybody, you know? <laughs> Let me ask you, Steve. You got any favorite secret societies oh, out there? There's a lot to choose from. Boy, yeah. There sure are. There sure are. Your original uh, name on the show, of course, was Skull and Bones Steve. That's right. Because you are yeah. a member of the Skull and Bones. Yeah, but then every at time. At Walter State. Yes. Every time you would say my name, I'd have to stand up and leave the room. So that sure. wasn't really beneficial to One the podcast. Working. Yeah. You left the room so much, you went to dang Portland. <laughs> I just, just kept, kept walking. I kept leaving one room and then walking into the next until, boom, across the Until you forced gumped. <laughs> I did. You gumped it. I'm just going to turn around and do it again, I guess. I think, uh, you know, there, there's, of course, the, the Illuminati. Uh, mm-hmm, interesting, mm-hmm. of course, if you really get into the idea of them being like lizard people whose uh, eyes stuff. blink sideways. That's fun. <laughs> I like that idea. Uh, and I think, honestly, society is, is probably building off of some of that belief that was already present by this point. So it may be, totally. may be Illuminati. But I think, you know, to me, it, it's definitely the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the Masons. Yep, that's my answer. Okay. I'm a good old-fashioned Freemason man myself, man. I went through a big phase, kind of around college era, where you know me and uh, Mitch and a couple other people just really went down the rabbit hole on trying to learn as much as we could on the on the burgeoning internet, which yeah. is of course entirely factual and true. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Absolutely. <laughs> so learning about their their rites and rituals and the thirty three degrees and how many historical figures have been Freemasons, but then every time you meet one, it's just some, like, fat old guy that yeah. seems kind of nice. Like, <laughs> uh. Yeah, it doesn't seem like this guy's running the world, but whatever. No. Sure. Um, and then, like, Dan Brown, like, with Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons and all that shit right. really got interest perked up on that. So it's just fun, man. Again, how much of it is true? Don't know. Honestly, like none, don't really probably. care. Yeah. I don't mm. really, I don't really care either. If the Masons are running the world... I just wonder what happened to bricklaying. Like, you know what? Yeah. Like, yeah. I just don't see a lot of brick buildings being built anymore. And when you do, it's often like a, a brick facade. It's not even a real Man, brick. It seemed like about everybody I know what's had a retaining wall built around the driveway, around their homestead. Uh-huh. In the past 10 or 15 years or so, it ain't even lasted that long. Listen, wow. y'all Masons, if y'all are out there ruling the world, let's be honest here. Not your best work. Right. Okay? You're really Things slacking. are not exactly going great right like, now. Try to remember your original avenue was... Y'all were like, good at that. What if we take this brick and this goop and this other brick and just mush them together and see what happens? Let me tell you the magic of the cornerstone. That's what they said back <laughs> that then. Yes, that's what they would say. They're great at it. Yeah. They're great at it. <laughs> like, I'm not at all complaining about their work back in the day. No, all. it was Are so you? good. Some of it's still great. standing. It's amazing. Yeah. Way to go, Masons. But Impressive. come on, you know? Come on. Pick back up the bricks and mortar. Get that trowel and compass in your hand. 
Give up the positions of power. Give us some good, strong walls around here, all right? <laughs> I agree. Let's do it. Masons, all come right. on. Now, Steve, in this movie, we see at this big old orgy party what these crazy-ass people's having, somebody's done brought a big old plate of slugs to the party as some whores devours. Don't want Yuck. that. Mm-mm. That ain't my kind of party snack. Nope. I don't come into the party bringing up damn old plate of slugs, do you? No, unless I want to get kicked out of the party. You go into a, a party, man. What's the signature snack? What are you bringing? What do you got to lay on them to just steal the thunder of the host and make them thankful they invited you? Listen, I do a damn good buffalo chicken dip. Uh, oh, chuffalo bicken, huh? And one of the things you got to understand about buffalo chicken dip is you can only fancify it so much before you ruin it. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. only gild the lily so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really. you got to go largely with exactly the original Butter. stuff. You can do some Neufchatel instead of uh, cream cheese if that's your bag, but okay, I okay. haven't noticed a major difference. You can make your own ranch dressing if you want, but why? Right. You're going to put it but into why? a big old mm-hmm. like fucking goop that's just going to sit and get warm and it's not going you're not going to taste ranch dressing. It's all going to come together to make this delicious uh, awesome like honestly, you can't even really beat canned chicken for it. Cuz if you mm, use a rotisserie right. chicken, you get Too big greasy. chunks of chicken. And nobody mm-hmm. wants a big chunk of chicken. You want a goop. You want a goop. Ooh, give me that goop. Yeah. So, And, you know, I heard that actually that's how they did the sound effects for the shunting scene yeah, in the movie is at the rap party. They put chicken. a microphone around the buffalo chicken yeah. dip bowl and just captured <laughs> all the sound of everybody squelching in that dip. Yeah. that's It would do it. Because it does. Boy, it's it's that WAP. It's that wet-ass pussy sound, for sure. Mm, mm-hmm. mm, mm, mm. Now, let me ask you the critical question, if you're going to divulge your secret here. What's the hot sauce of choice? Uh, listen, you cannot beat Frank's Red Hot for that recipe. Okay, also, that's the right answer. You honestly right can't answer. beat Frank's Red Hot for a lot of applications. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's fucking great. And we've talked about hot sauce a lot on this recently. We have. Like, Crystal yeah. is great, but it is not Frank's Red Hot for certain things. Like, even right, though they're both vinegar-based right. uh, sauces, Frank's Red Hot's got more going on in there. And that mm-hmm. little bit of extra body is, is good for some other things. I'm telling you. I, we should just start a hot sauce podcast. <laughs> That's actually a pretty strong idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good call, man. That's definitely going to get you some compliments at the oh, shindig yeah, if you sure. arrive with that yeah. thing as your vittles, huh? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Nobody ever complains when you bring a good, a well done buffalo chicken dip. What about you? I'll tell you the strategies. All right. Let's if I'm it. going homemade and I want to go in there and just soak up all the attention, I want to show up and just. Pull all the oxygen out of the room and take uh-huh. it for my damn self. Yeah. I'm rolling in with my signature spinach artichoke dip. What'll okay. blow your dick off. Yeah, it, I've had it. It makes mm-hmm. dicks explode. It's really good. It does. It's I so mean, easy. I, I used to have a dick until I had yeah, that. Not and then I was like, you know what? Worth it. Worth it. Worth Honestly, it. Yeah. yeah. And then the next time that you have it, it's like, well, dick's already exploded, so... I can just enjoy this dip now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the kind of the thing you got to get past is the first yep. bite your dick is going to explode. Sure. But, but after that, smooth sailing. After that, you can eat all you want. No more dick to explode. It's real easy, too, because it's all just like 
uh, you know, prepackaged proportions where it's like a tub of sour cream, right. a block of yeah. cream cheese, yeah. a stick of butter, mm-hmm. a couple garlics in there, some mm-hmm. fresh jalapeno, Delicious. some uh, chopped up artichoke hearts, a frozen yeah. spinach block. Yeah. Like it's nothing really wild, like a bag of pre-shredded Parmesan cheese. It's all really yeah. simple, just garbage that you throw in a, a pot together and boom, you're the hit and yeah. you're getting <laughs> dicks blown up left and right all over the place. Everybody's like, no sex tonight or ever uh-uh. again. More dips though. More for dips, sure. yeah. Well, then what's, so, you know, you might as well just eat all the dips because I know all of us, when somebody brings a dip to a party you haven't had, you're like, fuck, is my dick going to yeah. explode? Is it going to do it? Is this the is time? going to do right. it? I don't know. I don't know if I want to try this. Yeah. So this this will get you past that. You won't have to worry about that. You just try all the dips. Just go to a dip party. Well, let's, that's the origin of the, the famous philosophical debate, Dickin' or Dunkin'. Which yeah. one do you want to do, mm-hmm. right? You want to be Dickin' or you want to be Dunkin'? Well, well, I mean, you got to choose. <laughs> you got you to gotta pick one. You can't go in, but you, what are you going to be? Dinkin'? Are you Dinkin'? No. Mm. Are you Duckin'? Mm. What did you fucking autocorrect? Come on, guy. Right. Blowing it, man. So that's my homemade <laughs> rat. Now, if I'm going out on a limb and I ain't got a time and I've got a little bit of money burning a hole in my pocket going jingling-a-ling, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'll tell you the two moves you do. You can do either of these anytime. You ready for this? Okay, let's hear it. You can go to your local sushi monger and just <laughs> order like four fucking California rolls or whatever. Sure. You can. You can do that. Yeah, absolutely. They give you a bunch of chopping sticks and a bunch of little salt sauce packets. Sure. People get their minds blown. That's a great choice. That is a great choice. I never thought about that. Yeah, you just bring... You can do that. A few rolls. Yeah, everybody can pick up some sushi. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm. Option number two, you can go to your local taco monger, get oh, yourself yeah. some chips, salsas, mm-hmm. and, a, and a cheese dip. Sure. God damn, you're going to be a hit. You will. That's going to turn that party into a fiesta. And I'd like to go back to your sushi idea, just uh, in case you don't know, rolls and and several sushi options, all meant to be eaten with your hands. That's true, too. It's weird. like single serving bites. It's already pre-cut and everything for you. Yeah, it's weird that Americans are so like proud of themselves for being able to like pick up sushi with chopsticks. It's like, yeah, that was a good exercise in using chopsticks, but you didn't need to do that. You just pick it up. That's what it's meant to. I I remember when I learned that from an episode of Good Eats. And I was Mm, like, huh, I'm going to try this next time I'm having some sushi. And I did, and I was like, holy shit. It just makes all the sense in the world when you pick it. Like, it's like, yeah. There's no, nothing. You are not squeezing it. Like you, mm-hmm. you would. And you can with, control the dunk in the su- exactly. in the soy sauce if it's a dunker. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's so perfect. Just pick it I up with your hand. Brown. Try it. Just try it. Mm-hmm. That was on the Wake Up Little Sushi episode. If yes. I recall. Uh huh. Great one. <laughs> I uh, I love Alton Brown. That's a guy that like just a little side tangent here. If anybody knows me from a YouTube channel, that's an influence most people don't know is how much oh, yeah. of an influence Alton Brown is on my channel. Like yeah. the way that. I watched his show when I was a kid and like learned stuff, but it was also kind of sassy, but it was yes. also kind of scientific and smart, but it yeah. was also fun. That's my entire education model is fucking oh, yeah. Alton Brown. So no, I think he's, he influenced so many YouTubers that, Oh fuck. Yeah. That are, I, I would say my favorites to go to when I, I need like a recipe or to learn mm-hmm. something specifically. If they use that sort of Alton Brown model of like not being too serious about it, but also being serious, like having all the information, but also, right, you know, also just making it fun to learn. It's great. Totally, man. Totally. 
Now, let me ask you this, Steve. There's a lot of people in this here movie. What's going around just about everywhere, and they ain't smoking their cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Just smoking it up, son. Now, we grew yeah. up in the 80s, we in the did. 1980s, which means everybody be smoking. Yep. Everybody be smoking. Now, yep. by the time I rode my first aeroplane, there wasn't nobody smoking in there. Yeah, me but too. But I've been around a lot of smoking places. What do you think is the grossest place that people used to be smoking right here in the United States of America? Well, the one that stood out to me is uh, when they were all smoking around or in the pool. Okay. For yeah. starters, the idea of smoking when it's really hot outside and in the sun has always been disgusting to me i've I still mean, it's all gross i've never smoked me, in my that life is a cigarette extra gross yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so then you're saying around the pool it's even worse yeah because i don't know how many people uh, are are uh, you know 80s ish kids or before but i remember having to avoid cigarette butts in the pool that is the nastiest fucking thing yes. I can imagine. Yeah. Like, straight up, that, like, the shunting has nothing on that. Nothing. That is revolting. It's so gross. I don't know what it is about a wet cigarette that just makes it ugh. instantly 50 times grosser. But like, ugh. Anyway, so, yes, watching that made me just, it brought me back to that place of, like, oh, my God, there's cigarette butts in the pool. Um, That's awful yeah but i think honestly the worst place that people used to smoke was uh parents just smoking in a fucking unventilated car oh yeah that just was hot the worst Ugh. how in the fuck was it like oh discovery secondhand smoke is bad too it's like no shit idiot <laughs> you're breathing it you're right? breathing it in the same yeah. as they are yes you wouldn't start a campfire a in your car <laughs> like what <laughs> So nasty, dude. Ugh, yeah. I hate that. I yeah. absolutely hate being in cars with people smoking. Yeah, it's it's the worst. <laughs> I uh, man, the days of the smoking section in the restaurant, mm-hmm. which is just hilariously stupid anyway. It is. Because yeah, as if having a fucking you know tiny partition barrier. Yeah, yeah, kind of partition is yeah. going to keep smoke from going around and above and through. Yeah, ridiculous, dude. Like eating food while breathing in somebody's smoke. It's the worst. Oh god! Ugh. I grew up like I remember because my my mom and my grandmother both ran restaurants when I was growing up, and this was you know when smoking in restaurants was very normal. Just seeing people smoking while eating. Oh yuck, Ugh. dude! Just a cigarette so in one nasty. hand, fork shoveling eggs, another stupid face in the other. Ugh. And there's also like the the old school like uh, romanticized image of like your your diner chef back there, you know, scrambling at some hash browns with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth Ugh. above the flat top. Ugh. Like that turns my stomach to it think about. Really it really does. Up. It really does. Yeah. Ugh. So yeah, no, those are all terrible places that smoking used to be very common. Yeah. Yeah. The real answer is literally anywhere that humans yeah. are. Yeah. It's just, just not. Don't. Yeah, just I mean, listen, I'm not trying to not trying to make people feel bad, but yeah, definitely don't don't force people to smell your smoke. I like be considerate. I fully embrace vaping. I like I know some people are like, I don't want to walk through your vape cloud either. And it's like, well, yeah, I, I don't want to walk through someone's vape cloud necessarily, but I it has no effect on me. Mm-hmm. So I'm cool with that. Please do that. Vaping. Yay. <laughs> Go vaping. <laughs> it's better. It's way better. 
Now, one of my favorite parts about this flick is checking out our man William Warlock's sick ass <laughs> convertible William Jeep Warlock. that he's got. Yeah. William Warlock. What a name, called. yeah. <laughs> it sounds way sick. It's you so know? cool, yeah. Dude, that black Jeep he's got in this is it's baller. Awesome. It is. It it's is awesome. It's really sick. Absolutely, yeah. What do you think is the coolest fucking movie car? If you could oh, just like pluck any movie car out of the air and have it, what would it be? One. Because for me, I have always wanted the goddamn Jurassic Park Ford Explorer with oh, that paint really? job and stuff on it. Fuck yeah, dude. I want a damn guitar decked out with the Jurassic Park uh, Explorer look on it. I, I think it's so fucking sick. I, yeah, I've seen that. Like I've seen people do custom paint jobs like that, and it's oh, like, yeah. oh, that's, yeah. that's cool, I guess. I, I think... <laughs> Um, there's a million different movie cars you could go with, and the Wraith. That was the first one that came to mind, but no, no way. Yes, it was because it's like Trapper Keeper car, and I love like as a kid, I loved that eighty like late eighties, early nineties futurism look that sports cars had. But uh, there's nothing stopping him from just making normal cars look like that. Let us right? have some goddamn fun. Yes, it'd be so cool. But the car that I absolutely would want to have, and and every time I see it, it it, it is like, yes, that car, so cool. I want it. It is Han's car in Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. It's a '97 Mazda RX-7 FD. I, Hell yeah, yeah. I I love it. I I love I love muscle cars, but I just. Really enjoy that car. Love the look. R sevens are dope, man. Rotary yeah, engine, yeah. all kinds of cool features. Absolutely, on that thing. yeah. Oh. So uh, that's that's like I would actually want that car, but kind of dream car. Definitely the Wraith car. Like it's yeah, it's like yeah. so cool. I want a car that looks like kind of like a like a handheld vacuum. <laughs> Dustbuster mobile. Yeah, it really does look like a handheld vacuum. Yeah, yeah it does. Huh. With a sick paint job. Absolutely, like it, yeah. Uh, this movie proposes some interesting additives to tea. Okay. Such yes, as does. urine. Such as urine. urine. Yeah, yeah. She's a little freaky there. <laughs> mm, I don't know. That's not for me. Now, what What do you think is a good tea additive? What's your favorite additive to a cuppa? Well, other normally I add a little drop of Clarissa's pee every time, but... Usually. I, usually, yeah. <laughs> I I think uh, I I have always been a honey with tea person i know yeah. it's a little bit more work to you know stir it and whatnot and get get it all incorporated but they go together so well especially earl gray earl gray and honey big fan of uh earl gray honey and lemon thumbs up to me man so good i bet there's some red coat getting pissed <laughs> right now they're that. mad as hell huh <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 that's not how you drink a proper cup of Yeah, it? I know, <laughs> but that's how I drink it. <laughs> what about you? I like an Earl Grey with a milk. I had oh, never yeah, been like that's a, really good. a milk with tea person. I always yeah. put dairy with coffee, but a couple of years ago, a friend introduced me to the joys of a hot tea with milk in it, and yeah. it does something amazing. Like the the tea flavors kind of hit with uh, the fatty content of the milk in yeah. there and do some wonderful things for me. Yeah, that that's a thing. I like. I I totally understand black coffee people who are like, I like, you know, this very concentrated bean juice as is. But when you add cream to certain coffees, it does things to the flavor. It it mm-hmm. makes flavors come out that you Agreed. wouldn't have gotten otherwise. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, 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 that, you're right. It is the like play of the, the, the like fats and the milk and whatever different flavors are, are in there. I mean, that, it, it's great. You're right. Errol Grey with milk. Totally. Thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Now, a little piggyback question on that one. Best drink to pee in. Oh, mm. yeah. Huh. Well, are you trying to hide it or you want them to know? Highlight it? I don't yeah. know. You know? <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. It kind of depends on the intent of the user. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, you could probably pee in uh, southern sweet tea and get away you with it. You wouldn't notice. They yeah. wouldn't notice. They'd be like, let's say no. sweet. <laughs> That's what it always tastes like. Yeah. I, you know what? I would totally fucking piss in as a proper southerner. What's that? Goddamn pre-bottled nest tea. Uh, yuck. Yuck. Nasty yeah. is no, more like right. piss on that. It is. Yeah. It doesn't even taste like leaves in water awful just tastes like Ew, it's just water brown yeah brown, brown sugar water it tastes like brown <laughs> yuck fuck that shit yeah i agree all right weirdest moms we got a weird mom in this movie oh, don't yeah. we we do we do but got a couple of them actually <laughs> yeah see i have a few odd moms one that uh has sex with her children so that's that's definitely that's weird. weird yeah and the other one doesn't say a whole lot but she seems to eat a lot of hair that's, yeah, hairball problem on that yeah. one. <laughs> I, yeah, there's a lot of weird mom characters throughout. Mm-hmm, I, I think, of mm-hmm. course, we got our sleepaway camp uh, yeah, aunt slash that was, mom. That was where I was going to. Like, she's yeah. an aunt, but she's a surrogate mom, and she ain't she normal is. at all. Well, and she's, she's what's-his-name's mom. Okay, that's so, true. Technically, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ricky. Yeah, Ricky, that's all right. Um, yeah, so that... that I think is the one who comes to mind immediately, but you hear about this Norman Bates's mom, you know, she turned into a skeleton and kept telling him to kill people. I mean, she's committed to her work. Obviously. I didn't understand when he came out in that dress. What was that all about? I don't know. I don't think she raised him quite right. Right. What? What's happening in this movie? What's going on here, man? I'll tell you what's happening in this movie whole lot of squelching dude we watched this with the subtitles on last yeah. night and the dude the game is every time the word squelch is on subtitles take a shot oh no you're gonna be you drunk die. yeah you die you're <laughs> you gonna die. be die exactly you got a favorite squelch movie well um a lot of squelching in a particular scene in um in the mouth of madness when there all those is. like yes. creatures are coming up from the abyss, they're squelching like crazy. Yeah. Also, the, the thing, wall of squelch, very squelchy. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you know about the master of the squelch, one Cronenberg? Oh. What about a fly? Yeah, they call him. They call him Squelch. I hear. They're like, yeah. hey, what up, Squelch? What are we? What are we gonna do? We're gonna put some more squelches in this? Ha 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 ha! They say, <laughs> ha ha lol. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely a squelchy one. As is that uh, that Crimes of the Future. That oh, had some yeah. pretty squelchy. damp, damp squelchy noises. <laughs> pretty <in> that damp. <laughs> that is a good description of that movie. Pretty damp. Pretty damp. Maybe squish squashing away in there. Yeah. It is, it's a lot. <laughs> I agree. It's a lot to handle at times, man. Yeah, Cronenberg, the squelch master for sure. Yeah, I would agree. Last question. You ready? Let's hear it. The effects man on board for this and was one screaming mad george not only a guy 
what knows his way around a special effect, yeah. he also know his way around a sick ass nickname. <laughs> That's if right. You were a special effectman. What is your sick ass nickname, dude? Ooh. S- Squelch Master Steve? Is that well, what you're yeah, with? Squelch and Steve might do it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you you summon up the uh, the buffalo dip for all the sound effects. Yeah, that's right. I'm like, I got you guys. I'm over there stirring up a crock pot. Also got lunch. No worries. <laughs> no worries at all. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's pretty good. You? It's a pretty good name. Yeah. Dude, I don't I don't know. I mean, uh, I might be the guy that pees in all the tea and I'm TP Ben. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like, think I'd get a lot uh, of work though if that was my yeah. reputation. People are like, oh, that's the guy to go to for TP, and then everybody else is like, no, no, not that. <laughs> I might be really bad on a movie set on account of my, my super ADHD-ness. I might be barely paying attention, Ben. That might be my name on there. I don't know. <laughs> That's you a worked long with me a nickname. lot. You know how that is. Yeah, I'll barely pay attention, Ben. You wouldn't be even like get that. through the nickname. You wouldn't know yeah. they were huh? calling what? you that. You just hear them say Who? Ben at the end and go, huh? What? Oh, uh, what? Huh? <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, I'm ready. I like to party. Yeah, listen, that's always a good answer. If you if you weren't paying attention, say I like to party. People are gonna be like, hell yeah. Oh, you know what? Or maybe that just leads to Butthead Ben. No, oh, okay, Butthead Ben. That's a good one. Butthead Ben. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. if I was on the on the the set of one Society from what nineteen eighty nineteen eighty nine in the UK. Didn't come out until ninety two here in the States. Whoa. That'd yeah. be weird to see this in ninety two. That seems late. Yeah. This just reeks of eighties to me. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. No, there's there's definitely like there's there's some questionable choices that were made with you know distributing this, but it it did really well in Europe in '89. No mm. reason to hold off three years, but they sure did. They do things a little different over there. I could see why they get into this one, you know. Absolutely, yeah. This is definitely like I I can see somebody thinking, oh, American audiences won't like this. Though, it seems more likely somebody with money is like, I don't want people watching this hmm Ooh, i'm not saying a conspiracy i'm not saying mm. a conspiracy necessarily mm. but definitely uh an interesting fact that brian Yuzna was contracted or they were trying to contract him to make a sequel to reanimator but wow. he convinced them to contract him for a two-picture deal and he wanted to make the second picture first and the second picture was society. Oh, I got something to say, he said, as if he yeah. was at the first of a Def Leppard song. Yeah, I so got something to say. He basically knew, like, well, they really want me to make Bride of Reanimator so I can get away with a lot of stuff here, probably. Boy, uh, howdy. <laughs> man, he sure did. He sure did. Yeah. He did some stuff, man. Brian Usna, he was, a, he was a, a topic of discussion on the show not too long ago because I just watched Suitable Flesh. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he... Which is yeah. so fun. He he also, um, you know, we've, we've talked about him last year around this time when we did From Beyond. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The guy's tone is very particular. It is this weird... Yeah surreal dreamlike yeah goofy mad horny <laughs> i don't i don't know how to describe it like yeah. he, he has that feel that 
even some of the Giallo stuff does, where it feels like this wasn't written by someone who speaks this language, or he's <laughs> even possibly a human and understands how humans talk and yeah. uh, do blocking in scenes. And, what? Uh, you think his blocking's other. weird? <laughs> Dude, just everything about what he does is just strange. Like okay. It just feels alien and uh and dreamlike in a lot of ways to me well like, yeah all he really did. was leaning into the surreal for this and specifically yeah. was asking you know uh screaming mad george uh uh kind of leaned into dolly for a lot of the look especially you know the, yes. the shunting there at the end which is clearly uh what is that called the masturbators or, yeah, I can't yeah. remember. I was trying to remember because there's one scene in there where yeah. it's like this weird. It's just like this wall of like dangling appendages. Right. It's like this weird stilt appendage creature, and there's yeah. that particular Dolly painting, and I cannot remember which one it is. But yeah, straight out of that. Yeah, so he he was leaning toward that, and he he bent the script to the effects, like he bent the script to be more surreal the original hmm. script was more of a whodunit slasher and the ending was that it these rich people were a cult and they were going to sacrifice bill um, oh so that doesn't necessarily end in a lot of surreal effects <laughs> so no they you know went into it basically coming up with ideas for good surreal effects and then bending stuff to make that work and then they went back and added the psychiatrist scenes to kind of have some exposition to make each of the scenes go together as well as that opening dream sequence which feels kind of nightmare on elm streety which kind of sets up a lot of the themes throughout so Whoa. They followed some of the script, which is, uh, you know, written by uh, Zeph Daniel, Zephy Daniel and Rick Fry. And Zephy Daniel grew up in Beverly Hills. And like the care, a lot of the characters were based off people he actually knew. So that's disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> so they kept uh, definitely a lot of like vibe of Beverly Hills is fucked up. Rich people are fucked up. Uh, yeah. But then also we're bending it to make it more surreal and more dreamlike and more weird and i think like i think that's better i, I don't think they should have followed the script i think I, I prefer the final product but it does result in some issues with i think so yeah some of the things that are going because there's definitely some pacing issues especially totally in the middle where yes. if it were a whodunit you'd be more invested and in, like all this action that's going on, but it's not a whodunit. And mm. it's, it doesn't even have that feel. Like, I remember the first time I watched it, I didn't think, that, oh, who did this? I thought, what's happening? <laughs> and who's doing yeah. it? Which is a different question a entirely, A different right? question, yeah. And so I think that, yeah, the, the, the middle is kind of like, it's just not enough in conjunction with everything that happens in the opening and the end because the opening and end are wild like there's so much so bizarre. we go through yeah super like, surreal yeah, yeah. I, and i think that um you know in, in the end this, this is a movie that i still love and and always will watch but i was surprised watching through this time that it's definitely got pacing issues and i'm kind of bored in the middle of the movie totally agree yeah. like i watched this for the first time 
probably around the time that we started the podcast, and uh-huh. I didn't know anything about it. It was probably one of the first used movies that I watched. Right. And I remember watching it really late at night by myself one time and just being like, what the fuck is going <laughs> on here? Yeah. And just being kind of like shocked and awed through the whole thing. And this is only the second time that I've watched it. Okay. Um, I've not watched it again since then, because I figured we'd do it on the show at some point. Absolutely. So we'll just take yeah. it fresh on <laughs> it. And uh, yeah, there's definitely some pacing issues and some things that I didn't really remember from the first watch. Like after you leave it that first time, you're remembering the weirdest parts of this movie. Like you're right. remembering fucking back boobs and contorted uh-huh. bodies and yeah. peeing in the tea and the shunting. <laughs> yes. And then you're kind of forgetting a lot of the meandering stuff there in the middle of the movie with like uh, debate team scenes and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, in a way, this movie was less weird the second time yep. around. I mean, I it's still super fucking weird but it was not as weird as i remembered yeah each time i watched it um it, it got less and less weird and the message becomes more and more overt and obvious and good like oh, yeah. i'm glad it's <laughs> saying what it's saying but um it it's it's not as weird as it is the first time around once you really are you know you know what you're watching you know that they are this alien race <laughs> that the wealthy are uh, a- alien to the rest of us and monstrous and they're a large feeding off the lower class conglomerate that feeds off the lower classes yes um but the the first time you watch it through you don't know what's happening and you, as you said like yeah you it as i said it's not so much a whodunit and as you said you you really are just kind of watching it going huh each time things yeah, happen, what? <laughs> like what? Yeah, but, but the intro especially is so promising. It has that weird, surreal dream scene, and then even the the opening credits, which are just over this weird, like unintelligible mishmash of body parts, yeah, and blood and fluids and weird shit, and with this bizarre ass soundtrack over. It, you're like, what the fuck? Like, what in the right. name of Cronenberg am I watching here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think um you know, let, we I talked a little bit about the production, but let's talk just a little more about uh uh Yuzna, Yuzna, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh know, Brian right? Brian Yuzna. Um he he used to live on a commune in the 70s and that no uh, shit. that eat the rich shirt that you see um what's his name? Uh Milo wearing mm-hmm. in the party scene was his shirt. Uh, Brian used this shirt. So, uh, oh shit! No ambiguity about what this movie's tack is on on all this. Like, like they're they're definitely he's definitely going anti capitalist. He's definitely saying the rich are this like faceless blob. When you think you think you're beating one rich person, you're really not fighting the actual problem, which is wealth, which is just this thing that turns people into these monstrous uh you know consumers that consume mm-hmm. the poor and siphon off everything that uh, 
the pork could possibly ever want and and also driving at the sexual and reproductive elements yes. of the in inbreeding of high society yes. and how they only fuck within that own circle right and reproduce within that circle of themselves yeah anytime you think you know you you have a story of somebody breaking through and becoming rich or whatever look into the story they didn't break through they were already <laughs> rarely rich. they were already yeah rich. very yeah. yeah like that new pop star that just came out they with some incredible rich. new song yeah yeah, she had a lot of help. Yeah, <laughs> a lot absolutely. Of help. So, yeah, it, it, it's definitely one of those things that's just saying, like, it, it's one big club and you ain't in it. And I I really love that type of message. And this is, you know, Reagan era, um, you know, a little bit post, 89 would have been in uh, Bush. Yeah, this is just a, a Reagan era, you know, anti yuppie, anti greed, anti wealth statement that <laughs> is shown by you know having a guy stick his fist up a man's ass and it, it coming out of his face <laughs> and then them melding together for a long period of time. You know, it's a weird way to tell that particular message, but yep. it is effective. Yeah, I think, I mean, honestly, I think, like, there's symbolism there that, like, you know, even if the rich will allow you into their group for any period of time, they're going to use you as a puppet until they've used you all up, until they've consumed mm. you entirely. And mm -hmm, you'll never mm -hmm. be a part of their group any more than, uh, you know, anybody else who didn't get that moment in the sun to be considered rich for as long as they wanted you to be. Right. Well, and it also speaks very much of, which we just see more and more and more of every time some headline breaks and it's about some, you know, fucking person that's on an Epstein list or something like that. Yeah. Where you're like, wow, when you have that much money and power and influence, you just got to make up fucked up stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> which so apparently like, is something people do. Yeah. People just can't be getting a blowjob or doing missionary no more <laughs> once you get a certain amount of money. Right. Come on. It's still fun. <laughs> nope. Loses all fun at that point. Uh, Shit, I never want to be that rich. No, I, and nobody should be. Yeah, I think, yeah, the the entire, like, ethos of the movie is wealth is the problem. Like, it's not it's not each of these individual elements, like the judge or the psychiatrist or the parent or, or whatever. They all are one thing, uh, and, and it is it is wealth itself. And, and mm -hmm. I think the movie makes that point very overt, very, very clear, etc., it also has other things going on <laughs> that, you know, as you said, the incest element, like, gosh, you know, it's, it's one thing to know, like, yeah, it's a real, like, insular group of people who are marrying and intermarrying and whatnot. But to remember that this is the year that the Menendez brothers killed their father who had been sexually Ooh. assaulting them their entire lives i like Ooh. and they were beverly hills rich people yeah oh god that is some that is some dark timing is it not is it not right <laughs> so, actually hadn't considered that angle <laughs> yeah well i mean they weren't they weren't discovered or tried at that point so it, yeah. it definitely yeah, yeah. again as i said this is this is Zeph Daniels' experience growing up in Beverly Hills, too, being reflected. Not necessarily the aliens, etc. That was all thrown in by Yuzna and Screaming Mad George, which is great and the best part, I think, honestly. But he, the story he was telling before is about this very much. Like, I mean, in fact, 
it's about a, a guy who is adopted to be a sacrificial lamb in the future. Yeah. And <laughs> like, think about all the rich people who adopt kids to look like, you know, legit and like they care. That's true. And, yeah. you know, what happens to those kids when they grow up and are mm-hmm. they used uh, as, you know, the fall guy oftentimes? I mean, you see that in mafia movies. Again, mafia movies, not real life. But you see that and it's a, it's a concept and it certainly has been followed through on by rich people in the past of putting all your nonsense on the kid you don't like. Mm-hmm. And I like that they're they're telling this story in this commentary on the super, super elite in what had to be like the most elitist of places in the late 80s in the States, like Beverly Hills, yeah, snobby ass, private schools, coming out balls, like all of this rich people bullshit. Like there was probably no better place to set this. Everybody yeah, exactly. in this movie yeah. is super fucking loaded, super wealthy, super snobby, private school uh yeah dickheads <laughs> i mean just think about this and these are subtle things that they do to show just how wealthy they are this is a 17 year old who has a brand new jeep and a yeah. vanity license plate that says hoops hoop <laughs> now you're saying to me hollywood steve that's no big deal i could go get that right now here in illinois yeah you could maybe in illinois but guess what in California, they have four NBA teams. You're trying to tell me of the 50-plus individuals on those teams, not one of them after the first person got baller and the next person was like, oh, I guess I'll go with Bala, and then the next person got whatever else. Eventually, at some point, one of them would land on hoops. But this rich kid got it. <laughs> Very important kid. <laughs> And also, very important. Uh, even you know, we're we're shown Milo is supposed to be the good kid, but when they like get to the hospital, he parks his Beamer in a handicap spot. Like, it blatantly shows us yeah. that overhead, so you can see it's a handicap. This spot. rich shithead yeah. kid doesn't even care. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even the kid that we're supposed to be kind of rooting for, he's detached. He doesn't care. Like the, the, it's mm-hmm. like watching an alien species even with the people we're supposed to be rooting for, because they're still wealthy, even if they're not part of this particular alien species. Right. They're still set apart from the people who won't do that because they either, for one, care about giving access to people that actually need to use handicap spots or care about the fact that, like, oh, shit, I'll be given a fine, and uh, paying out money for tickets actually affects me, unlike... Super rich people where it's like, uh, uh, so what, you've given me a slight inconvenience to make right. a phone call and pay that's, a ticket? Yeah, that's care. how much it costs to park here, I see. Also, yeah, I know fee, the judge, yeah. so this isn't going to, I'm not even going to deal with this personally. I'm going to hand yeah. it to someone else to deal with and it'll go away. It's very much a, a morally gray kind of movie. Like, we don't really have anybody in here who's necessarily a great wholesome ass right. person i mean billy who's our main character guy yeah he he's was kind of raised among yeah, them uh, yeah but ultimately he's yeah he's a victim in this and it's funny man because i was watching this thinking about how this does have so many of like my bizarre ass fever dream rooted <laughs> yes. childhood fear buttons absolutely like, Sometime a long time ago on the show, I told that story about this like fever dream I had when I was a kid that my parents were aliens and they yeah. were raising me to eat me. Like yes. I was a, a human kid they found and they were just raising me as part of some kind of meal. 
And uh, I think that entire like conspiratorial being the center of the sacrifice but not knowing it angle has somehow stuck in the back of my head my entire life. And that's why movies like Hereditary right. just fucking annihilate me. Uh, which, weirdly enough, this movie kind of has some stuff in common with Hereditary. Absolutely, it does. And like, I think it's interesting. The psychiatrist at one point does say like, teenagers often feel alienated from those closest to them so the movie presents you with a pretty rational like oh he's just a teenager he's he's having growing pains or he's he's learning to be his own self and kind of differentiating himself from his family etc and that's you know all a, a pretty rational way of looking at it I love that the movie doesn't leave ambiguity at the end. There's no... Right. Maybe he was wrong. I love that the movie's like, nope. Nope. It's just... It's an alien species that does this interesting shunting thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was the thing about this movie is you can watch it for a while, kind of like Hereditary again, where you can watch that movie and be like... Maybe this is all in Tony Collette's head. And right. She has inherited this schizophrenia from her sure. family, and maybe nothing she's seeing is real here. Because this movie plays with that a lot, with him yeah. going to the psychiatrist and telling him about these crazy dreams and things he's been seeing. But then the camera will show us his eye view of things, like yeah. his sister's uh, sweaty back and pulsating back skin and then the next shot so it wasn't there so it kind of keeps you guessing like is this really happening or not but then at the end you're like oh no this was happening (laughs) yeah you see the sister through the like pebbled glass shower door and her boobs are on her back or whatever but it's also (laughs) like don't get me wrong hell of a view if you can get the boobs and the butt yeah that's pretty rad that's a good point great view (laughs) yeah but like you know that that could be excusable by like oh well he was just you know seeing things weird because he was looking through the the glass door or whatever like yeah they do a pretty good job of leading along along there for a bit of like is is he losing it and that's why the middle i think doesn't work great for me because it you were already there we're already at the point where we're like i is he losing it like Get, get to it get get on like you don't have to yeah. keep drawing me in i'm already drawn in mm-hmm. yeah it seems to be trying to drag you along and you're like no i'm i'm here I'm yeah with you. i'm with you man what's going I'm on with you. Yeah. Yeah, what's happening <laughs> i like too with the with the alien rich people that we get here it never goes full-on like they step into the mothership and fly off in a flying yes. saucer at the They're end not going or they tell anywhere. some story yeah about how they landed here on a comet. Like, the word alien is used, but even alien can just mean foreign, separated, different right. than... Right, because they say it doesn't we've necessarily been here as long fr- as you've been here. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't necessarily mean from outer space. Right. And elites have existed for all of human history, yeah. Well, not all of human history. There was certainly a time where if you said you deserve more berries, you got punched in the face and didn't get berries. But now, hang on. I remember in the Bible there was always kings and people in the power. <laughs> no, what that's had okay. All the you're right. <laughs> so the world is six thousand years old. You are correct. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. But, but I like yeah. that it never goes full sci-fi. I agree. You know? I agree. Yeah. We yes. We don't know. You know exactly what it means and what they are. Because if they've been here as long as us, they're no more alien than we are. Right. Right. But yeah. alien in that sense that yes, they are fully 
alienated from the rest of society. Calling it society is interesting because you 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 hear the term high society. You never hear the term low society or mid mm. society because society, the society that matters, is them. It they are society. only for the elite. Yeah, they maintain communication, which is something society needs, is actually communicating with one another and directing society toward the goals and needs of all the people. And that is happening for rich people. They have a society. <laughs> Right. They're, the other people don't get to sit down and play the exactly. game. Exactly. Their their primary goal is making sure we never get to actually play the game. And mm -hmm. they're they're nailing it. They're they're killing us. Like, oh yeah. Just constantly. And that's something that's even said to Billy there towards the end of the movie during the shunting. He's like, You'll never be one of us. You right. can never be you one of cannot. us. Like, you're separate from us. Yes. Like, okay, think about this. And I and I really like people oftentimes on the internet point out like how impossible it would be to make as much money as Elon Musk has, for instance. But think about this. Elon Musk is not he didn't come out of a void. His his father owns an emerald mine. Hang on now. He's a genius inventor, sorry. Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you you don't get, <laughs> get story right. to a level of wealth on your own. Like, wealth is generational. So if you want yes. to say, be super wealthy, I'm sorry. Your grandchildren could be. You're probably not going to be. But right. that's yeah, it. Yeah. It takes generations. It takes time. It takes excess it takes all sorts Dynasties, of things bloodlines and yeah. even then they won't accept you because you're new rich that's true yeah even then you're not a part of the group you're not making the decisions you are not mm -hmm. the decider would you say this is a body horror movie it is, it is somewhat but i don't feel like I feel like other than the shunting moment itself with the the guy, what's his name? The guy who was in the van who um, oh, gets yeah, like yeah. consumed. David, is that his name? David? Yeah. Yeah, but they call him like, uh, what's it, Breckle or something? They call oh, him his Blanch last name. Blanchard. Yeah, yeah, this is his last name. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> that, aside from that moment, all of the body horror itself is pleasure to the people that it's happening to. And so it's, it's kind of like, silly. It's kind of silly. And in fact, um, the, the actor who played David Blanchard, Tim uh, Bartell, apparently he played it so well that they really had to cut out his like actual like pained reactions because they oh, didn't shit. want it to be that. They wanted it to be sillier. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, well, I mean, obviously when you got scenes in there like, you know, guess I am a real butthead, huh? Like yeah. they're obviously going for some humor in this. Yeah, and when you have the, <laughs> the protagonist of the movie stick his hand up a man's ass and grab his head and pull it out the other way. <laughs> And that's Dude. that's your victorious ending. Like that is some Mortal Kombat yes, shit. You're going for absurd humor for sure. Dude, and and I love too how they go back and like show it a few times. Just this inside out worm-ridden skin sack 
where he has fisted this guy and turned him inside out. Yeah. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I yeah. know what you mean, though. It's kind of hard to be like, yeah, it's body horror, but it's it's also kind of silly in a lot of ways. But at the same time, like, it's so fucked up, man. It like is. The, the, mo- is. the mom creature has, like, <laughs> the daughter's face as a vagina yeah. later in the movie. It's real. Yeah. It, well, That's a Freudian nightmare, Oedipan nightmare. The thing that, like, really was hitting me on my most recent watch here was... That opening bit where he sees the worms on the apple, if everything he sees is true, that means the, the that what he was seeing just then was like a part of the psychiatrist. Mm. Like they Ooh, can yeah. be whatever they want. They can change into whatever they want. And so it makes then the character that we talked about a little in the preview palace the uh what's her name uh cl- oh shit the cute girl the cute girl oh, how does that help yeah. clarissa clarissa's, clarissa's mom, mom all the more confusing she she's one of them yeah right yeah dude so that that's a question that i had because initially when you see her in the movie is on that beach scene and you have no context for who this character no. is that billy just ran into it's just like whoa some like tall lady lumbering yeah. <laughs> yep. lady with she's crazy like, ass hair and makeup yeah and then later on, whenever he and Clarissa have been fooling around, the mom comes in and like hacks up that hairball and hands it to him. And then it seems like she has some kind of fixation on hair and yeah. will go after eating people's hair. But she doesn't talk. She just kind of grunts and she looks real wild. I didn't know. I didn't know if maybe this was some kind of comment on like the the inbreeding of this group yeah. yielded that character i have Maybe. no fucking clue what was going was, on there yeah i was a little bit thinking that that might be it but it's also like it seems that they simply change shape and form like the the one guy um well actually two different people die in this and then are brought back so like they have some sort of powers. It doesn't seem like there's any sort of mortality they have to deal with. Like even the guy mm-hmm. getting turned inside out at the end, it's like, well, yeah, he probably has done that for fun. Like they do that. <laughs> they turn into yeah. a big puddle. Like <laughs> that seems like right up his alley. Seemed to have a good time with it. Yeah. Yeah. So then why would this character be dumb? They're all the same. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's real strange. And that's the thing with Yuzna, man. There's there's moments in his movies that I know are there to be funny. And then there's parts in the movies where I'm like, I don't know if this is supposed to be funny or not. I feel like yeah. he's the kind of guy that will be fun and goofy to hang around and then drive it in some absurd-ass direction just to amuse himself and see people get uncomfortable, then oh. get it right back on the road again. Well, okay, so I was really thinking about the mom, and I do think that maybe there's something they're getting at there where with the rich they as i I said before they'll often have the kid that they kind of lay everything on if if they have to at a certain point they have the black sheep you know they have the the people who don't fit and she kind of i think represents that like Mm. she she's a part of them but they don't want her right yeah Mm. yeah 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 could be man could be yeah she was a she was an odd character in it's there, an man. interesting some, choice yeah like what yeah. what is going on here 
there's some lines that had me cracking up, man. There's one part in there. I can't remember which chick says it. But she's talking about one of the dudes, and she says like, "You're gonna have all the or no, she she all the all the boys popping high ones, popping high ones, dude. Uh-huh. I'm glad you picked up on what yeah. my mm-hmm. sleepy ass could not conjure up. <laughs> popping high ones yeah. is one of my favorite expressions, dude. It really popping is high yeah. ones. <laughs> it, and honestly, like it, it's very generous to to whoever is getting the erection, right? You're like, whoa, that's a high so. one. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Way to go, diving board. If you lay down, you'd be touching the ceiling. Lean mean, jelly bean. <laughs> like, some of those lines are so yeah. goofy as fuck. And they then really it's just are. followed up with like lines like, what do you want in your tea? Uh, milk, sugar, or do you want me to pee in it? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what? What was that now? Well, I mean, listen, I, I think uh, a gal like Clarissa, she's probably had a few people approach her and be like, hey, could you pee in this teacup? No, so, that's no? you know, not for me. <laughs> no, you know, no, not for I'm not me. Saying it's not for somebody. Not for me. <laughs> no, not interested. Not a good additive to tea either. I wouldn't imagine. No, no. so strange, man. Uh, this movie, with its dreamlike feel, but overall fucking goofiness, it reminds me of like if you asked David Lynch to like write down a quick movie idea on a napkin when he was just in a silly mood, just. Feeling yeah. goofy. Okay. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Silly David Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Now that, yeah, because it's got the mystery element at the center. Yeah. And then, yeah, the, the weird lines, etc. Odd characters showing up out of nowhere. Dream stuff. Dream stuff and an ending you couldn't exactly predict. Yeah. Yeah. It's also got some heavy, uh, like, Lynchian synth in the soundtrack, too, that was really unnerving. I like the yes. synth stuff in the soundtrack too, a yeah. lot. Soundtrack's and what really about good. that damn e- Eton Boating song? What is the, that? The Eton Boating song, uh, that's, that's the tune that we hear uh, in the opening song and throughout uh, over and over. The lyrics, however, have been changed, and I just want to read... The lyrics sans chorus. I'm just going to read the, the what do we call it? The verses. Uh, when you're tired of winning, when you get tired of fame, or when your head is spinning and you've drunk all the best champagne, oh, how we'll all get, oh, how we all get richer playing the ruling game. Only the poor get poorer. We feed off them all the same. Some may call us sinners. We think of ourselves as saints. Some may call us killers. It's done with such restraint. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, that's fucked up. That's the yeah. movie, really. Yeah, and connecting it to Eaton or any, you know, of those types of schools, colleges, etc. Great, great call. Uh, you know, you got you got Makes a, a person in a Harvard sweater on the beach, etc. Like, it, it's clear. Like, these are the, the... This is the future ruling class. These are... The people we have to look forward to making decisions, etc. Well, they've got positions in Washington waiting for them. Exactly. That's that's the ending of the film. Is that yeah. that exact line that that y- you're gonna see these people in Washington? And that's, I mean, it. it it's interesting to say, uh, you know, as we have that this is not subtle at all. It's mm. not subtle at all. But also, I could guarantee you talk to, you know, about five out of ten people, they wouldn't get the message out of this. 
they wouldn't understand <laughs> it. It's it's actually so foreign the concept that this is a representation of all rich people. All rich people are like this, etc. They'd be like, "Oh, them weirdos in California, am I right?" <laughs> Good thing we don't have to deal with them. We got our own rich. Marsha Blackburn, yeah. she just made money off of them pills. That ain't nothing. Jesus Christ, man, ain't the same at all. <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah, no kidding, man. No kidding. Uh, what do you think about the cast in this? Not necessarily a ton of familiar yeah, of, faces. Yeah, yeah, not a lot of recognizable faces. Other than uh, his his original girlfriend has been in two movies we've covered: uh, Slumber Party Massacre Two. She was the drummer, and uh, 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 Friday Thirteenth Part Seven. She was the skinny dipper who got killed. Oh yeah. shit! The drummer from yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but now I remember. Yeah, Billy Warlock, our star, is the son of Dick Warlock Hell of yeah. uh, stuntman fame, including being uh, Michael Myers and in, in most of the he shots was shaping. in Halloween too. Yeah, he um, Billy Warlock is is well known for soap opera acting at this point. But yeah, uh, thirty-something years of soap opera career with that guy. Yeah, yes, he's 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 really been killing it in that soap opera game. Which, by the way, good work if you can get it. Uh, but yeah, he's. It's interesting that the hospital that they shot in is the same hospital from Halloween Two, starring Dick Warlock as the shape. No shit. Yeah. So that's fun. It's a family tradition, huh? Yeah, it's cool stuff. I like that. But yeah, there's there's Warlock's not a lot. in the hospital. Not a lot of big names in this. Warlock's in a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like not a lot of big names, but everybody gets the tone of this movie, which is weird as shit. Like everybody does this surreal, kind of goofy, totally yeah. horny, weird vibe. Like everybody understood oh, yeah. the assignment. The mom, his mom understands the assignment the most. She is horny <laughs> yeah. every scene. Uh, and, and, and maybe I'm projecting because her tits are almost out in every scene, but I feel like that's what the actress was going for. She was like, no, like if, if I'm doing incest with my daughter and my son, et cetera, then like, I'm probably going to be projecting that all the time. I'm not all gonna, the fucking time. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that that's done really well. Uh, Milo, I think is, is a good like addition because he has that thing that I hate, but is also just a, a huge element of like mid to late 80s and early 90s uh, comedy slash horror is the the incel best friend. Right. Who like for some reason is just like totally dogging on Clarissa out of nowhere. And like I, I was just like, wait a second. Uh, is he jealous? Is he like jealous of this of this girl? And just like we talked about with Friday Night 2011 with, you know, McLovin being this sort of incel character and then like having that less gay than the original Friday Night, but still obviously kind of gay coded scene where he's turned into a vampire. Mm -hmm. and I, I, I just like I wonder if that was always a thing that writers were kind of going for with some of the the best friends who are very invested in mm -hmm. their same sex best friend's life. Right. Uh, and we saw that like a lot in, I think a lot of kids movies and stuff where you right. have one kid that didn't grow up as fast exactly. as his buddy and, who got interested in girls before yeah. he did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, 
you know, we've seen that redone in Stranger Things, and of course they went the direction we're talking about with, well, that character's actually, this is a gay character. Um, and I'm not sure that that is fully coming through here, but I was just questioning that scene, like, wait, why is he mad at Clarissa? She didn't do anything. She's just mm-hmm. hot. <laughs> like, yeah. What? Yeah. I, yeah. I, very interesting moment, but Milo, the Milo character's played really well and is is interesting i i think overall uh you know even the 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 guy he's like um going for student president against what is that character's oh, yeah. name the who, kind of dweeb guy yeah who gets he gets like fake killed or real killed or whatever they do these shapeshifters and then comes back that guy he he knows his strengths as this yeah. like nerdy hateable character he's really playing them up I, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, as you said, even though this isn't, like, big name cast, everybody understood the assignment for the film and really took it kind of over the top the way it should be. Oh, yeah. I wish I could have been a fly on the wall for when they were trying to get everybody in the right headspace to film that that shunting scene where it's like, <laughs> all right, everybody, here's where you're going to strip down to your drawers. Uh, George here is going to cover you in KY jelly. Just so much. <laughs> so Go much into KY this jelly. room that is like nothing but, you know, red lamps, almost like heat lamps you put above your iguana. <laughs> Can you imagine how fucking fried your eyes would be after filming on that oh, set? Oh, seriously, for a day? yeah. Dude, the red light that they went with during the shunting scene is so mad effective it is uh, the yeah. movie has been very brightly lit almost kind of soap opera lighting for a lot of it like usna likes to do in his flicks and then yeah. when it gets to the shunting scene and everything is this super intense red dude it was it was frying my eyes like i would look down at my <laughs> my remarkable to make notes and i'd be like god damn this thing looks like it's green because yeah. my eyes were so nuked by that it's almost like it adds to the sensory overload of everything that's going on in that scene, which is just fucking bonkers. Yeah, I I did read. Yeah, like, like yeah, a lot a lot of people had uh kind of just be in the same position, covered in KY jelly for <laughs> several hours for that day. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be fun, but the final product is like so good. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. It's so gross and so like just really perfectly captures that idea of the of all the flesh just becoming one and interchanging like uh characteristics like the the judge has the beauty mark after they've been kind of Mm -hmm. one for a little while i guess Uh yeah and you know now that i think about it too i wonder if they went with the red light for the same reason that like brothels and sex clubs and stuff will do it because it hides imperfections on skin tones. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder if it masks some of the effects a little bit because some of them, like I think it's the judge character that has the very like Joker looking face on him. Oh, that's the, no, the some, psychiatrist. Yeah. Uh-huh. Psychiatrist. Yeah, uh-huh. That's yeah. him. Like whenever he's in the more regular kind of lighting, you can really see the, the prosthetic that's on him. Yes. You but can, underneath yeah. that red light, it's it looks great. Yeah. Visible. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good Maybe point. That's something to do with it. Yeah. I think so. I think not only does it, it smooth out a lot of things, as you said, but yeah, it does because this is a very sexual moment, not, not sexy, but sexual. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> It, yeah, I think that that red light addition does exactly what you're saying, and I yeah, I do wonder if they intended for 
that connection of red light uh, district type of stuff. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. It does exactly that. It, it it gets rid of the imperfections, which works perfectly if you've also got seams and stuff you want to hide. That you know, as a, as yeah. a makeup artist. That scene is iconic and obviously, you know, the the highlight of the movie. I mean, even the the poster and the DVD case for this thing is the melted together, you know, flesh, yeah. all these faces coming together to form this shunting scene. And it is batshit fucking crazy. You got <laughs> people really sticking is. their arms up asses. Uh, and yeah. There's a guy with a big hand for a head. Yeah. What? That, that, yeah, I love the... I love, you know, once he goes upstairs and, yeah, you have the psychiatrist whose head becomes a hand and then the mom who, yeah, she has arms for, male arms for legs, her daughter's head for uh, a pussy and then just no arms up top. She's got just like the weirdest proportion and then, yeah, the dad is an ass head and, uh, yeah, I think all of that the the shunting itself is interesting but when you get to seeing the individuals like you know head become a hand etc all those things they really highlight how good and interesting screaming mad george's stuff is because oh yeah it's yeah. so weird like such a strange idea to put together those particular features and it it's it does the job of being like what the fuck am i looking at Oh, yeah, yeah. And his work is very distinct. You know, we know it from Elm Street. Oh, yes, yeah, so many great other things. Uh, by the way, yeah, if you, you know, uh, Anna and I did uh, Hell Rankers on Silent Night, Deadly Night last year uh, in December. He is the effects coordinator on four and five, which we both were blown away by. Um, not necessarily the greatest movies in the world, but what they do in them. And four is directed by Yuzna. So, like, I recommend if you have not, because you know you've seen Silent Night, Deadly Night. You're like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, fucked up Santa, cool. And then Silent Night, Deadly Night too. It's like, oh, okay, so this is just replaying so much of the first movie, <laughs> and then having a guy say Garbage Day. Um, <laughs> but push past that to get get yourself to four and five. Those movies rule they're so interesting and weird especially like five is just such a weird flick i really recommend i need to check it out yeah Yeah. oh and five also see more of those effects yeah yeah absolutely five also has uh that nerdy guy i was talking about he plays one of the main roles so check those out they're so fun hell yeah man yeah his his effects work is just very distinct he does really great with these bizarre stretchy surreal almost cartoonish yeah flesh applications which you know we see in this and also his work with elm street as well yeah seems to be a real specialty of his is like melted people <laughs> yeah he and he did like the the cockroach scene in elm street four right but yeah yes. he's he's real good at making some just odd body horror creation nightmarish yeah. yeah love it yeah weird fever dream ass shit like even in this movie at its weirdest points like the shunting scene or the weird yeah backwards body parts on some of the girls and all that it just has that distinctly childhood fever dream feel where you think of something and you're like that was weird that was also kind of silly why did my brain conjure that up that's so strange like it's a really particular hard to describe tone 
And this does it really, really well to me. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I, I, I think that like, yeah, nothing, nothing looks Muppet-ish. Nothing looks Mm-mm. rubbery in the bad way. Everything looks like real enough that it it makes you uncomfortable. And I like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah, a, I do one, too. one little element that I had kind of forgotten about and it just crossed my mind again. Uh, so we got our, our I guess, uh, sort of bad guy. The main bad guy's the judge, but you've also got Ted the Tycoon Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a WWE wrestler, but that's totally a wrestler name, man. Yeah, he has in his entourage, and I, I really think this is intentional. There's this cute redhead who's in his entourage who says nothing, but the first time we see her, her hair is kind of high. Yeah, and the next time we see her, her hair is higher, and by the last time you see her, her hair is straight up. Just, it looks like a Poison album cover by the end of the movie. Yes. Sky high. Yes, dude. I know exactly who you're talking about. I saw her in that scene, and I was like, what the fuck is up with this hair? <laughs> I love all the background details. Like, yeah. there's, there's just so much thought put into what's on the screen. And I, I think, like, you know, I, I, I see there's flaws in the movie, but I, I think so much of it is just that, like, Yuzna is not so interested in everything coming together perfectly. He's interested in making sure you take a lot away from it. You're going to, like, remember each of these scenes. Like, from beyond. Like, that, he didn't direct that. He produced that. But from beyond, just, like, it's got a story, and I can kind of remember it as we're talking a little bit right now but i can remember so vividly so many of the images uh mm-hmm. same with uh, uh return of the living dead 3 which uh using it directed like uh same with uh honey i shrunk the kids which he produced with oh, stuart yeah. gordon like that's or, right or that's wrote, the one that everybody has seen gordon. right yeah. yeah like the there's so much imagery that just sticks with you and even if say you know the mid 15 minutes could be cut it's like whatever i am enjoying everything that's happening i'm impressed by the tone that he musters up you know like yeah Mm -hmm. I, i totally understand that this weird I don't know. I'd call it like surreal soap opera style of a lot yes, of his stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. I totally understand if that doesn't appeal to a lot of people. That is a sure. really particular thing. It is. But I think that I think that everything that he lays out for us that is that hard to nail down tone and that weird surrealist shit, it's all extremely intentional and all very controlled. Like that is yeah. coming out exactly the way he intended to. He didn't intend for this to be realistic human dialogue he didn't intend for this to be normal lighting and um you know nothing that is like recognizable to humans i think that it is all a very intentional thing on his part uh yeah yeah no i i agree with you yeah no he's it's it's fun it's you know as you said there's a lot of dark humor throughout i i just like he he's on a level that i very much enjoy 
Like, uh, it doesn't matter what it is. As I said, Silent Night, Deadly Night 4 is great. It, it, it doesn't matter that it's the fourth installment in a really weird franchise. I'm going to watch it because his name's attached. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I am interested in his aesthetic and his ideas. So, yeah, you're right. It, it, it doesn't matter if... <laughs> everything isn't exactly what you would you would do it's mm-hmm. it's what he would do and it's like yeah okay cool it's a very specific niche like it is it's just used now like if you yeah. know his stuff you know his movies you really know what you're getting into and yeah. it seems like uh, a lot of the reviews i saw on suitable flesh were people that just didn't know that tone. And they're like, I don't yeah. get it. This is weird. It's not realistic. Like, the acting is kind of stilted. And it's like, yeah. well, yeah, that's just how he does movies. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's, it's good the way it is. <laughs> just enjoy it. Totally, man, totally. It's, a, it's an odd one, man. It's not necessarily one I'm going to watch for fun over and over and over. <laughs> yeah, I would agree that the the main highlights are kind of early on or late and yes it is it is a movie uh, you know uh, it's not a background movie in the sense that i don't care what's happening but it's a good thing to have on in the background if you want to have a weird vibe <laughs> or maybe clear a party out yeah. you know but also <laughs> i lo- i love the movie i i don't again i don't see myself watching it a ton because it's a lot to absorb and also the message is like yeah man uh yes i agree i feel powerless to it that sucks (laughs) right right (laughs) yeah you got any other thoughts on this thing before we rate it no i go to bed yeah i think i'm ready to rate it so you can go to bed Uh, i i really enjoy this film i i uh, enjoy it a whole bunch uh the the message is good there's also some really some really good moments but it drags a lot in the middle. I don't really have yeah. anyone necessarily to connect to, etc. That's that's fine. You don't always have to connect to anyone. Um, but I also am just like, you know, it's it's like watching Game of Thrones in a way where you're like, I hope all these assholes die. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I know some of you were for Khaleesi, but whoa, weirdos. Uh, <laughs> she sucked. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, I, I think that, like, um, just everything about it really, like, it, it's it's got all the things I like, but I don't remember the story of this movie. Like, I just don't. I don't remember it. Like, I've watched it several times. I could tell you right now, because I've watched it several times, but if you ask me in two weeks, I'll be like, there's a rich kid and his parents are, like, aliens. (laughs) Like, I don't know all the events that happen in between. There's, like, a a van wreck and, like, a guy gets his throat cut. And I I don't know what that's all about. They both come back to life later. There's some weird pranks (laughs) where people put a blow-up doll in his car and multiple times. Yeah, what's that for? But I don't care a ton. So... Um, I, I think for me, it's it's definitely above middle of the road, but not like super high. So I'm going to say like a six. Yeah. Like a six for yeah. me. I think that's fair. That's actually right in line with what I was thinking. And I totally level with everything that you say where, yeah, the messaging is cool. 
there's some very memorable, iconic visual stuff yeah. in certain parts of this. But overall, I'm with you. What is the story? I don't know. There's a weird society of rich people that all get into this big melty fuck pool at the end of the movie. It's really strange. Like, does this need to be a movie that's like almost an hour 40? No. no, like no. this really feels like this could have been a Twilight Zone episode and been a sure, solid, yeah. Yeah, really absolutely. interesting 45 minute watch yeah. on, you know, Cabinet of Curiosities or Twilight Zone. One of those where it's like, mm. well, this wouldn't really fit into a 15 minute anthology segment. I think you need to build the world up more than that. But you could tell this entire story in 40, 45 minutes and get yeah. the point across and still be just as effective, in my opinion. And you'd get to hear Rod Serling go. Society is a melting fuck pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want that, obviously, right? Yeah, some weird pacing and stuff, and overall just could have been uh, a shorter featurette, but uh, I'm with you. I still enjoy it, and it's fun to show people this movie. It is. So I'm going to say like, uh, like a six for me as yeah. well. And uh, that wraps up our November, dude. We got out of No Vampire, four out of five vampire movies. Five. This one was a uh, a Patreon pick, was it not? Yeah, it was. Matt Palmer put this in the in the old Woo! bowl, and I'll tell you what, Palmer, I'm glad we got. To I talk barely about. know her. You don't know. Hi yo, hey yo. She's a basketball. Oh, is that the case? Yeah, yeah. Palmer. She wants you to yeah. Palmer. Oh, she wants it. Yeah, she's she's into yeah. it. Yeah, everybody in town palms her, huh? Everybody listen, on the whole basketball team. Listen, the more you take, the hotter and wetter you get. I say. Oh yeah, that's what they say. The more yeah. you can stretch or the more, something. Yeah, too, the right? more you <laughs> the more you stretch, the hotter and wetter you get. Yeah. God, it's a fucking weird movie, man. <laughs> Good choice, Matt. Other people can also throw in movies to be chosen as the last episode Absolutely. of the month by submitting to the Smoking Bowl over on our Patreon page. That's right. Patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Head on over there. Become a patron on any level. You get access to our Patreon exclusive episodes, including our uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Hell Rankers that will be out around the time this comes out. Uh, also, if you become a patron on a $5 level, you get to throw a movie into the smoking bowl. And then we draw into the smoking bowl and we cover the movie just like we did today. It's a we great time. It. Hell yeah. So don't delay sign up today. Also, be sure to sign up to our awesome Facebook group that we got going on over there full of cool people just like yourself. That's right. Our Instagram page. All the other places you guys can find us. Just use the Dead and Lovely link tree page to find all of them. And be sure to tune in next week. We're getting into December, getting into a little Christmas horror action, are we not? That's right. And we're doing a remake of a classic that, you know, they've remade twice. And each time I'm like, why? Uh, <laughs> but this one's interesting, and I'm glad we're getting to talk about it. That's right. Black Christmas 2006. The middle child of these three same yeah, movies right it's it's a weird one i'm really interested to see your take on it because it's not it's not 2019 for sure but Oof. it's not the original it, it's its okay. own weird thing that is very it's got its own fun i feel like it 
Okay. Well, we'll find out about it. I'm looking forward to it because I've not seen this one before. So hopefully that'll kick off the Christmas season with a good time horror blast. So tune in next week and find out about that one where I will be hopefully a more well-rested Uncle Ben. (laughs) (laughs) And I will be an exhausted Hollywood Steve. Oh, my God. I'll have to take up the reins and pick up the slide next time. That's right. Diane. (laughs) And we'll be dead and lovely. See you guys then. Bye. You know, usually I'll walk into the end of the show with something kind of prepared yeah. in advance that's kind of stupid and sort of thought out, like a little a little bit. It's something I've, you know, I've worked up. I've rehearsed a little bit most of the time. Uh-huh. Uh, this week, I just come to you with a concept that I want to develop more. Okay, let's find out about it. So it's something, something, something about a really confusing, failing, once-a-month publication that keeps the entire world informed of all the news related to bisexuals. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason it's so confusing is because it's called bi-weekly. Because okay. it's like a weekly recap of all things bisexual. Right. But it's a monthly publication. So it's immensely uh, confusing. Oh, okay. So it recaps the whole month, but week yeah. by week. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like... So it's bi-weekly. It's, it's you know... <laughs> It makes sense, right? <laughs> but but it actually comes out once a month. Yeah, huh. bi-weekly, your favorite once-a-month publication on the week-by-week news of the bisexual community. That's our, you know, it's kind of our motto. Well, I'm going to say this. If your bisexuality only comes out once a month, you might be straight. Oh, oh, oh no, no, you're shit. still bisexual. You're still valid. Oh. I see you. <laughs> but maybe the publication could use a little bit of work if we're really going to reach the most audience, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, if you want to reach the the bisexuals out there that want to know what's happening week to week, but they only week got like week. one mm-hmm. time to sit down and really catch up. This is the magazine for them. Your once a month weekly catch up. I mean, listen. Bi-weekly. Bisexuals walking <laughs> around with like three, four drinks at a time. They can't carry four weekly uh, publications to find it's out. too much. Yeah. Mm-mm, I mean, it's too much. There you go. I'll tell you what. So I get it. And this is going to Listen, <laughs> if you're doing it right, you're too busy fucking all month to be reading four magazines. <laughs> Just fucking everybody. That's a everybody. Good point. You know, indiscriminate. What? If, if you're buying right, <laughs> you know, if you're doing it right, I think you're gonna be too busy. Let's condense it down once a month. All right. All right. Let's do bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. One, the once monthly magazine. <laughs> <laughs>